0: Well, hello there, Terrible Warriors. Welcome back to another Session Zero, the time where we all get together and we get everything needed to start playing the game and then we stop right at the end and we don't actually play the game. Uh, we, we don't go that far. We're not we're not that committed yet. Uh, one day, we might actually come back and actually play a full game, but we decided to start this Session Zero out of uh, the fact that we miss all of these games and there's also a bunch of games that we might not... Play on the podcast or we already played on the podcast and we skipped this whole uh, phase, but we wanted to spend uh, an hour or about to examine the character creation phase of these games and what it's like to actually make characters. Even when we played Pugmire, which we're doing today, oh, years ago with the Edmonton crew, we didn't go over the character creation bit. We just showed up And went, hey, here's our characters and started rolling dice and played the game because we've only got four hours and we want to get to the good stuff. So we wanted to return to this because it's funny with so many years between Pugmire, I still bring it up and people go, what? This is a game that I can play? This is real? And so... Uh, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. When I mentioned Pugmire, maybe you haven't gone that far back into the archives of our of our old days on the podcast and and know what this game is. And so I will I will reintroduce you to Pugmire, but first I need to introduce you to the people who went, "What? This is a game? I can play this?" and insisted that they join me for a session 0 the minute I decided to schedule it. So, first we have returning to us uh, from our Underhill Bywater campaign, which I'm hoping we're going to get into our next stage because we left on a bit of a cliffhanger. It's
1: Joe Drummond. Hey, it's great to be back again. Hey,
0: Joe. And you're uh you're keeping you're keeping warm here in the in the hot days of summer as we slowly being allowed to go back outside again.
1: Not quite the dog days of summer yet, but uh, yeah, yeah. Keeping, keeping warm, keeping, keeping busy.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And, and you actually, it's not your first time here because we talked about for Crits and Giggles in one of our spotlight episodes, but it was the same deal on Discord. Talked to you about Pugmire and you were just like, what? I
1: I can play this? (laughs) I have to be in on this.
0: And uh, uh, from, from the other side of the world, it's it's Kieran Bennett from Crits and Giggles.
2: Hello, hello! Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. th- th- I'm very excited to talk about this uh, good boy game.
0: I gave you a list of here's all the session zero games we're getting ready to do. Let me mm. know if any of these are interesting because I'd love to like collaborate more and bring you onto the show because mm. you know we chat a lot on on Discord and, and we hang out and I, I added a couple shows that you are a part of so we have a lot of regular interaction off air. We talk a lot of shit. And you went through that list, and you're just like, "These all sound great, but if I could only commit to one, this is the only game that's ride yes. or die on that list and mm-hmm. you you circled Pugmire several times with hearts and and all
2: arrows pointing yeah. at to it, and yeah, yeah, hundred percent it's exactly how it happened,
0: so let me ask you then, what is Pugmire to you, to the two of you, uh, Joe? So I've, I've given him this elevator pitch a couple of times and I'll, I'll, I'll give it the TLDR, but I also am quite cognizant that I do all the talking on this show because I'm not used to virtual recordings. So I'd like to share the stage and I'd like to commit to that and welcome you into my room onto this show. Joe, what is Pugmire that you know of? And it's okay if you're wrong. This isn't a test. It's more of a, <laughs> oh, good. what oh, good. are your impressions <laughs> of Pugmire? What are you oh, n- <laughs> What are you hoping this is going to be?
1: Uh, I was like, oh no, I'm already not the good girl. <laughs> uh, so I think, so it was sold to me as dogs go on an adventure, more or less. Yeah, um, but also with a bunch of lore and kind of a very fantastical take on that and not like um, dogs
0: like uh, uh the that disney one where the dogs all get lost and they go riding on a raft oh, no, they're no, not no, like no. dogs it's is that it, homeward bound homeward bound that's the one i was <laughs> yeah, thinking there we of go. <laughs> but 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 like they're 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 upright they're wearing clothes they have tools they live in cities uh it's it's they've thumbs uh, it's like the robin hood disney movie where it's all of these anthropomorphic animals mm-hmm. just going about their 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 time as people, and as much as they're dogs, they're people. That's the other. But they're dogs, but they're they're dogs, but they're very but they're much people. also people. <laughs> and in fact, they even mention in the first page of the book the fact that they're dogs is only there to highlight the fact that they're people, and <laughs> that's that's the other key part. What about you, Kieran? What do you think Pugmire is?
2: Um, So when I I, I, I wish I had actually brought up what your, your exact Discord message, but it's so long ago that it, that it's it's, it's totally buried lost it's
0: buried under so much garbage,
2: so lost much to the garbage. annals
1: of time. <laughs> yeah,
2: basically.
0: Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. Pugmire, there we are.
2: You're not wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I had the same kind of thing as 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 Joe, where it's like dogs go on an adventure. But I think the bit that kind of stood out for me was that the like for all the fantasy dressing it is set in the future and man that's the is twist. gone and this is yeah. like a and this is like a far far like it's so far in the future it's yeah. now circled back to... around and that was the bit that made me go okay yeah. okay yeah, interesting yeah. All right. Eddie
0: Webb the creator of this game has a twisted imagination and this is not like the elevator pitches Dungeons and Dragons but with dogs And that's a really easy sell. But then you actually start flipping through the pages. And Eddie Webb takes the implication of a dog society and tries to find out how is this real? Mm -hmm. And where in the world and how does this actually come to be? This is not an abstract fantasy world. This is Earth, our Earth, the Earth that we Mm -hmm. are living in today. But Mm -hmm. thousands of years later long after humans are no longer around and what happened to them is not answered and is not going to be answered and is left up to religion (laughs) to decide where humans are or what happened. Did they die? Did they ascend into energy beings? Did they get into spaceships and rocket to another planet? Uh, We don't know. And we're never going to know. And They're an ancient precursor society in the world of Pugmire. And the the, the denizens of this world know that there used to be another civilization here. And they all debate what they were like and what they were. And the dogs have all banded, at least the dogs of the Pugmire kingdom, have all banded under a common ideology or theology, really, of what Mm -hmm. humans were. And they see that lifted by the paws of man, <laughs> they have been gifted this world to be their stewards until the day man returns. And so it's, that, it's, the, it's the image of the dog waiting at the door for you to come home from work, but in an entire society. <laughs> and in the walls of Pugmire, it feels very much like Dungeons & Dragons. But the minute you adventure out into the wilderness, it is a post-apocalyptic wasteland with ancient ruins and nightmare-fuel monsters. And this is not a place that civilization can survive. And hidden in that are all of these secrets of mankind. And it's wrapped as magic, taken from the idea that any sufficiently powerful civilization would appear like magic to a less advanced civilization so it Mm -hmm. it looks like magic i have a silver ball and i can use it to levitate objects and that's magic in this world but is it also science it's left really magnets or or is it is (laughs) are you really reading minds because you have magic or are you reading minds because you drank a potion that now lets you and is that just genetic resequencing unlocking the true potential of the brain i don't know did humans, are they responsible for the reason that dogs and cats are upright, walking, talking uh, civilizations now that uplifted them? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Part of the game is that driven sense of curiosity. Uh, you don't play as adventurers. You play as... Um, I think they called them uh, pioneers. They're basically explorers heading out into the world to make sure the monsters don't destroy anyone in Pugmire and also finding relics and answers of the world that was and understanding a little bit more about the humans that used to be on this planet. And were they really gods or were they just stupid, weird-looking dogs?
1: You know, I don't know
2: the answer to that
0: one, let's be honest. <laughs> so it's got a really fun meta to it. And and, then, and yet, with all of that, the true reason why Pugmire was created was so that Eddie Webb could turn his dog into a D&D character. That, that was it. That was the only reason. Like the, 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 the monarchs of Pugmire, I believe, are just Eddie Webb's real-life dogs. And he owns Pugs. And so they become the ruling noble class. Because of course they do. And and this is really a game that's also pitched like you can make a character, but you can also make your dog. And if you're the kind of person who has a dog, you want to play this game and turn your dog into a Dungeons and Dragons character.
1: So funny enough, I tried to do that. <laughs> Did unsurprisingly. You? And it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, I think in large part because my dog is very much a... She likes the finer things in life. So
0: would juniper make a better non-player character in a campaign of pugmire like like a merchant that that, yes. that hands out like soft <laughs> cloths and fine perfumes and
1: beautiful pillows yeah. absolutely <laughs> beautiful <they're> the, <laughs> pillows. They're the
0: shopkeeper you're bartering with uh-huh yeah or
1: or i think she would make a really good player character in under hill by water
0: oh yes yes <laughs> Yeah, just um, as someone who wants to have no adventure. Thank you very yes, much.
1: Yes, yes. So instead, I kind of tried to make the the player character that I think my dog would want to play.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, so this character is your dog's power fantasy.
1: Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's what I tried to go for.
0: <laughs> What's really funny is I'm not a dog person. I'm a cat person, and. So of course we're doing Pugmire, and we're not doing the sequel, Monarchies of Mao, where you get to make the cat people in that world. Uh, one last say- thing I'll say: so the dogs have their thing on the code of man, and we'll talk a bit about that after we talk about our characters. The Monarchies of Mao also have an opinion of mankind, but they see them more as they were cats' servants, and uh, and and it's not that the world is a gift to them; the world is just theirs. Of course it is, and obviously, and and. and <laughs> So it's a very, and they certainly wouldn't start a religion about it, <laughs> like nonsense. <laughs> so it's taken the idea of the pharaoh cat, the, uh, 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 and and just be like, oh, of course, I mean, man worship cats, not the other way around. Let's <laughs> <That's> not <good. laughs> dogs are weird.
1: Let's let's not get this backwards or anything like that. Let's not put the cart before the horse. <laughs> what about you, Karen?
0: What was what was your Entry point. What were you trying to accomplish when you made your character? Because Joe was was focusing on on Juniper, Joe's dog. What what, what, was, what were you aiming, or were you just rolling the dice and just see what happened?
2: Um So I I I, I always approach uh, if I when I'm ever making a character for any any game, which isn't very often because I am normally the one running it. Uh, I usually come up with like I usually come up with like the voice first. And like the, the way uh. of speaking. And so uh I was kind of angling for um <clears throat> and I do play this character very often, like basically a big himbo dog with a large sword was kind of where I was where Perfect. I was going. Yes. Very noble, very <laughs> uh strong, not very smart, uh, but like very um have either of you ever read uh The Belgariad by David Eddings?
1: I have not. I haven't.
2: Okay, so it's a fantasy series from, like, I think it's like the 1980s. Um, it's it's good. It, 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 I wouldn't say it's, like, essential reading or anything, but it's good. And I've read it a lot. Uh, and one of the characters in that is called Mandorellin. And he's a, he's a knight, and he is large, has a sword, and he's not very smart. And he speaks with v- lots and lots of these and vowels and oh. for-so-muches and... Like you know, like the pirates
0: I'm, from Pirates of the Caribbean, where they're all using very big words just to make them sound more eloquent. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Very, very much like, you know, Here Thou too. must forgive me for my intrusion upon thine conversation, but I must beseech thee at this point. While like he's in-
0: talking about being caught, you know, uh, y- yeah, his pants down at his ankles. Yeah, yeah. Tongue yeah, in the peanut
1: butter jar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, basically yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: My and, dear and, and lady, I
2: had only just
0: uh, 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 absconded with your <laughs> treasured, yeah, <laughs> accoutrements.
2: Yeah. yeah, and 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 various. Well, but now that thou hast caught me with mine tongue in the butter of peanut, I shall <laughs> throw myself upon the sword. And surely that is all I deserve.
0: My character is going to love you. Uh, <laughs> I realized far too late into character creation. I was like, well, I can't go back now. That I basically created the protagonist of the latest Yakuza series, <laughs> Yakuza Seven, like a dragon. <laughs> and main character's oh, yes. name is Ichiban. And um, yeah, I was just like, oh no, I just made the dog Ichiban so whatever that's what i'm doing most of so i've I've noticed this going through the archives on terrible warriors a lot of you can tell what i was watching or playing when you listen to these games at the time like oh that was the time he was going through a stargate bend or that's when he got back into star trek and this is when the mandalorian was running and you can you can see the timeline and it's and that's it's apparent to me that i have never had an original thought in my life so (laughs) uh who wants to go first who would like to introduce their very good dog to the table because these dogs are going to get to know each other and they're going to be assigned as part of the same royal pioneering group of pugmire together to go out on on missions. maybe juniper would be our patron who would offer us our missions they'd be our contact from the royal court who would give us jobs to go out and about
1: I like that. She would yeah. be good at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's very, she can be very demanding uh, you know and very better. specific.
0: Yes. <laughs> Who would like to go first? I will flip a D two. All right, I've perfect. got it right here. I have I have, I have a, a, a two sided dice. You can see. It's It's beautiful. It's a beautiful two sided dice.
2: It's enormous. That's what it's It's a
0: beefy one. I will, I will, I have to flip it because it's basically a coin, (laughs) even though it calls (laughs) itself a D2. Sure. Ah. Let's do it then. (laughs) (laughs) And they just reopened today. We're going to celebrate because the Stormcrow Manor has finally opened up their patio for the first time in like a year. So uh,
1: it's a one. All right. Um, Sister Salsa Brittany will be introducing herself first. I I was trying to think of a good dog name and, and it said in the book to go with uh, a name that's not too uh, dissimilar to kind of a human name, but I also really love it when dogs have either plant names or food names. So my dog's named Juniper. There's the whole plant thing yeah, there. Yeah,
0: Which As, I mean, that that's also a Pokemon scientist name. So like mm, it's a it's a people name. Mm-hmm, All the Pokemon mm-hmm, scientists exactly. are named after yeah. trees and plants.
1: Right, exactly. And Pokemon's
2: real, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all real.
1: So I initially had her name as Sa- as Sasha, but decided that wasn't that wasn't dog enough for me, so I changed it to Salsa.
0: Excellent, <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, so Sister Salsa is a pointer breed, uh, just like my dog. So my dogs a, my dog's actually a pointer. That's just her breed. That is what it is. <laughs> and Sister and,
0: Salsa genuflex is that a new dance move that's going to take over?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> the whole They'll
0: start doing the salsa, but in the world of Pugmire, it's just, it's just praying.
1: So I, my dog must've heard me say her name. Cause she's now <laughs> right here.
0: <laughs> Good dog.
1: Um, And so uh, and now she ran away. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I'm playing a pointer cause my dog's a pointer. Um, and unlike pointer as the breed which is my my dog uh i'm playing a britney which is a slightly smaller uh pointer yeah because this is the
0: thing with the pugmars we're not glossing over it when you when you name your dog you're also choosing their calling which is the closest thing this game's got to like a class like a class class then you also pick their their breed and their family name and the breed would be something like pointer and shepherd and uh, and then in that breed they then have a list of here's a bunch of family names that fit that that breed name and and they're all of course names like corgi and 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 things like that that you can pick so you could be from the corgi family or you could be from the pug family and uh, those are all noble families in the world mm-hmm. of pug and right now a pug sits on the throne and a founder of Pugmire was a pug, but there have been different noble families who have sat on the throne through history. And so you could be so so that's that's where the naming conventions come from. Your your surname identifies the the dog breed that you are, but then the breed identifies sort of the category of dog type that you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then if you don't fit into any of those, there's always the mutts. The mutts <laughs> So you went with the Pointer breed, but a different family name. Not you're not from the Pointer family.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, Brittany. Brittany family.
0: So salsa Brittany.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Brittany's are like a slightly smaller, kind of maybe 20 to 40 pounds. Um, Really cute little floppy ears. So she's got floppy
0: ears and she's short. Compared and to the sh- other dogs,
1: yeah, and, and and not in her family, but short compared to kind <laughs> of pointers yeah. overall. Yeah, in the
0: in the adventuring group, you might be the shortest member in our group.
1: I depend. Not if there's a corgi or if there's a pug. No, oh, um, but if if or if, if everybody else or oh my goodness no, <laughs> she's much bigger than a chihuahua. <laughs> um, but but as far as her pointer family, she's on the on the smaller end. Um, her calling is a shepherd. Justin will know from, from my previous time, and I guess you all will know as well from hearing me play on uh, Terrible Warriors before, I'm always super interested in the lore of different games. Yeah. And so if I get a chance to play um, a... Character that can explore a little bit more of that lore. I usually gravitate towards that. Yeah,
0: I thought for sure you were either going to go shepherd or artisan was the other yep. one. Like the hundred percent because the artisans <laughs> are all about trying to find the hidden mysteries of the world, and the shepherds mm-hmm. are they're they're like the clerics of Pugmire, yeah. and so they uh, they're where artisans would be closer to sorcerers or magicians, mm-hmm. but in this world also scientists. Uh, shepherds aren't looking into the lore. To uncover the scientific nature, but to uncover the spiritual nature of of the Pugmire universe.
1: Yeah, and of the two, um, I thought my own dog would be a bit closer to being interested in being a shepherd, um, in part because she just loves people so much and wants to really, really like get in there and make you feel better. <laughs> um, so I thought she would be she would want to play a point a shepherd so. So that's where we're at with that, and similarly, her background is a sage. So we can also pick backgrounds. Um, and unfortunately, I actually didn't. I don't have the rule book in front of me, so that's I right. can't read what a sage is. Uh,
0: I don't remember. Uh, it's okay. uh, I've, got, I've got the rule book open as well. I got good dog. Um, I,
2: I I I would like to say just very briefly as like a sidebar. I like I haven't read like a ton of RPG rule books, but I have read a few, some very recent, some very, very old. I like this rule book, it's very easy to read. It's really well laid out. The last one
0: we did, Dune, we criticized it because there was a lot of page flipping. As you're going through character creation, you're constantly having to go back to previous pages to find information. Yeah. The way Pugmire yeah. is written, is it gives you information on the first couple pages. And then as you Mm -hmm. go deeper, it repeats that information. Mm -hmm. So you do not have to keep going back to the previous pages because you're like, oh, frig, I don't remember what these ability scores do. Well, that's okay because it does it again on page 65. And- And so you don't have to keep going back. You know, we're like, oh, I don't remember what what like because on the breed section comes before the ability score section, and the breed section it tells you that you get a plus two to specific ability scores depending on the breed that you choose to be. Then you get mm. to the ability score part, like, well, I don't remember this. You don't have to. It's written again. It's there a second yeah. time to rem- yeah. to to recall, and it's not redundant because it is redundant, but it's not uh, un- unnecessary because it does remove you constantly flipping through through pages and and also joe knows this it this is one of the few games out there i think that really started the phone version of the rule book a specific it's a free download pdf of the entire Mm -hmm. core rule book formatted for a tiny phone screen so oh, nice! fonts. Oh, really? It's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's designed to be an easy, quick reference that you could just have on your phone or your iPad uh, rather than a like a... Because a, 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 PDFs tend to just be the book in a PDF, which make it really yeah. hard to read on a mm-hmm. lot of screens. So mm-hmm. they made a specific phone format of that rule book. Wow, okay. And then, they, and then they put it on DriveThruRPG for $0. So like, again... Eddie Webb really like as a game designer. There's some really interesting thoughts that have gone into this. So yeah, and
1: uh, along with the um, not having to flip pages around, I also noticed almost all of the pages or almost all of the descriptions have links and page numbers for the specific information you want. And it's a hyperlink as well. So you can just- It's all very smart.
0: It's all very accessible. So the sage is someone who has spent years learning the lost lore of their history. You have scoured manuscripts, studied scrolls, and listened to experts on subjects that fascinated you. Your quest for knowledge is never ending. And you get the skills, no arcana and no history. And you start with a magnifying glass, a set of common clothes, a belt pouch containing a few plastic coins and uh, the trick nearby expert. And yeah, all the coins mm-hmm. in this world are plastic. Plastic is a thing that we have and it's, and it's a quite a valuable Commodity, and it's not until yeah. the the, the ocean cannot be crossed in this world because it's an acidic ocean, and so uh, anything that goes into it would metal ships they just uh, disintegrate and so or dissolve, and so in the Pirates of Pugmire, it only is possible because of the invention of a plastic hull. And now for the first time, you can mm. sail the, the the acid sea and you can mm-hmm. go and visit the nations of the lizards and the bird people to the south. And uh, it's really, it's really interesting. So again, like it's fantasy, but it's also future post-apocalyptic,
2: <laughs> which is, I dig so, it. So I, I just tried to Google Pugmire because I was thinking to myself, I'd like to, you know, grab like my own copy of this, see if it's available anywhere in New Zealand. Google was trying to be really helpful and instead decided to give me Pugmire Ford, which is a dealership in Georgia. Uh, <laughs> so we'll just, we'll might just want take to drop RPG, off.
0: follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, let's just try that again. <laughs> there we go. So
0: it's funny, one of the pre made characters, Sister Picasso, Kali. And there's a great picture of her in the, in the, in the book. Um, a kind of picture, but we're just changing the, the head of the dog yeah. to fit the right breed. That's, that's <gasps> our sister Salsa.
1: Uh-huh, 100%. Yeah, the, the book has a bunch of really, really great illustrations in it. I really enjoyed looking at it.
0: Uh, okay, so Kieran, it's your turn. Who's, yeah. <laughs>
2: who's your good dog? My good dog is a guardian by the name of... Sir Maxwell Kibbleton.
0: Yes. <laughs> of course,
2: uh, because I think that Maxwell is a very like for me, Maxwell is in the same realm as like Sparky. It's like it's such a it's such a dog Max name. Yeah. Like you know, and then Kibbleton, obviously, battle you know. cry
0: to the max as they come down <gasps> two handed.
2: Yeah. Of yeah. course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, Maximum
0: and- effort. Yeah.
2: Maximum effort. <laughs> Amazing. Uh so he is a Fettle uh from the Dalmatian family. Whoa, a uh, bear hunter. Yeah. So I I, I, I thought like I because again I was kinda of going for like, you know, big a big boy. Uh and so obviously I went for the fettles because they're kind oh, of Oh, I'm like sorry, the, it was the
0: poodles who were bear hunters, not the Dalmatians. <laughs>
2: Well, the original poodle tea. was bred <laughs> in here. France
0: to hunt bears. They're big <laughs> big dogs. Anyways.
2: Yeah, so the the fettles are like the like the, the warrior mm-hmm. types uh in, in Pugmar. So I went for so I went for the Dalmatian because you know they're big dogs. Um
1: big beautiful dogs. <laughs> big and beautiful
2: dogs. But yeah, and uh and then I mo- most of the most of the other stuff I kind of pinched. From the other examples that they had uh, that they had provided, which personally I thought the example characters were fabulous. <laughs> they're very
0: good. Uh, if you just want to pick good. up the pre-made characters and play them, you cannot go wrong.
2: Yeah, no, I, 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 I really enjoy when a game is like, hey, like you can read through all of this if you want and create like a custom masterpiece. Or you can just have this, and you can just stop playing the game you right can just away.
0: Just play Spike Mutt,
2: yeah, and just get out there. Who, oh my god! I Who doesn't want
1: to play Spike Mutt?
2: <laughs> I was actually very tempted by Spike Mutt just because his the, the artwork for him is so good.
1: It's like Conan uh, the
2: Barbarian, but yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Conan the
0: Barbarian, but a um, uh, oh, I'm forgetting now what Spike Mutts. Because uh, <sighs> Spike Mutt is a noble. Uh, dog, but has chosen the name of Mutt. He is and has formally of
2: the of the Staffordshire. Yeah, the Staffordshires.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so good. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. I, so I I picked up much of the stuff from the from the example characters, but I also I enjoyed the um the ideals, the bonds, and the flaws as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so ideal standing by my friends even when it's hard. Uh, bond. Uh, I think I think uh, no, actually I, I never wrote anything. I didn't actually write anything for Bond, but I think it was just like You're gonna wait till you gonna... met the other characters to see. Yeah, was, maybe I, mean, I, was, I was I was gonna other. write in like, you know, I, I'm loyal to blah blah blah. Um, and then my floor, I can never turn a blind eye to any injustice, um, which is very much the character that I enjoy playing. Which is every injustice. You, 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 you just are
0: barking. So no. you you really uh-huh. take the bark at the darkness. Uh, code very, serious. very seriously. Yeah. So there is a, yes. there is the code of man in the world of Pugmire that is a um, uh, kind of like their commandments. The first one is be a good dog. That's the one that everyone agrees on is very important. Uh, and and so everyone has a different idea of what that means, but we're all striving to be a good dog, and we certainly ever never want to be labeled a bad dog. Then there's obey the master bite those who endanger you, defend your home, stay loyal to those that are true, protect all from the unseen, which is the bark at the darkness, and fetch what has been left behind. And some of those are, oh yeah, defending your home, be a good dog, stay loyal to those that are true. Those are the easy ones. And then there's those like, obey the master. Those get debated a lot of what is are you your own master is mankind that we worship the master is the king of pugmire th- your master uh and and it gets a little uh, more debatable as you start getting into the one nuances
2: one that these are the rough questions <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 and uh and fetch which is left behind which is uh really what a lot of the shepherds and and artisans especially the free dogs who head out into the wilderness you know find the the hidden mysteries of the world uh we skipped over joe your ideals did you we write did them
1: i did write them down i had a little bit more trouble with the ideal and the bond on this one but uh and i took the flaw much more literally than karen uh-huh. did uh but I'm, I'm pretty happy with how the flaw turned out <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the what's most important to me is uh, finding a way to usher in the return of man. I think Sol- salsa is very. Uh...
0: Yeah, yeah. Christ will return. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. very yeah. much where. Very I was going very with this. Yeah. <laughs> Mankind is coming back. We are all waiting at the door of our heart uh-huh. for them to come home, and we need to make sure that the place is ready for them.
1: Yeah. yeah, and how, how do we truly be the goodest girl?
0: They are out doing very important work, and one day they're going to come home from work, and we need to be uh-huh. waiting at the door for
2: them. We need to be ready. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm inspired by my bond to my f- chosen family within the church. Um. So my backstory for Salsa is that she was from a, a merchant class. Um, again, as we talked about with Judiper earlier, probably being one of the merchants. <laughs> Um, but she's really kind of found her place in within the church and is very very uh, bonded to them. However, no matter what, I just can't stop barking when startled, and I'm startled very easily. Oh,
0: okay. So when things start getting a uh, little tense, you start taking a lot of uh, uh, fear checks. Yeah. The others. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. And the personality traits mechanically, I believe, are used to generate fortune in the center of the table. So as you use those or if the GM offers up opportunities to make your life difficult by using those um, and your ideals, your bonds and your flaws can all be used to create difficulty in your mm-hmm. world. Uh, and if you agree to that, then fortune gets added into the center of the of the group or, or experience can be handed out or things like that. Um, so. My character, I think, is going to get along interestingly with with a little bit of both of you, especially with your mercantile background. There's a place in the the capital city of Pugmire, also called Pugmire, that is the back alley slum where the 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 poor, the mutts, some cats go. That it's rock bottom for the city, and it's. Derisively called by the noble families as the backyard. Because if you pay attention to church, the backyard is where the dogs would be sent by mankind to do their business. And so you 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 don't want to live in the backyard. That's that's not a good place to live. <laughs>
2: it's the it's the toilet.
0: And so uh <laughs> we're in the dumps, and
2: literally this
0: character doesn't know who their birth parents are. They were born in the red light district of the backyard and they were raised as an orphan, but not through any system by a little bit of everybody (laughs) at a time, whoever Mm -hmm. would take in this, this, this pup, as as they were growing up, and then would be push us. So so there was a bit of time at a store, or a bit of time at a brothel, or at a tavern, or uh, uh, helping uh, with uh, performers on a street, and just be odd job after odd job after odd job until finally, Ishmo found their calling. Of and Ishmo, I just looked up. I like taking Irish names and translating them from English words, and this is like a me mashing up a bunch of words. That's basically the Irish word for the greatest. <laughs> and so Ishmo, uh becomes a, a ratter. That's their calling. It's the rogue thief class of this world. But not mm-hmm. like he's not wearing dark clothes and hiding around stealing from people. He's the hero of the people <laughs> in his mind. He's here to defend the people of the backyard and to take back that name, by the way, and to show that a good dog is a happy dog. And an unhappy dog doesn't have the opportunity to be a good dog yet. And so his calling as a ratter is to make all of the dogs of Pugmire, especially the dogs in the backyard, happy dogs. And if that means redistributing some of that happiness, from those with too much happiness, and bringing some of that happiness and showering that happiness Uh. over the crowds of the backyard, well, then that's just the job he's going to do.
2: That's just gonna have to have to have to be.
0: So his bond is very much just to the people of the backyard. He has a connection mm-hmm. to the common folk of this poorer part of town. And he would do anything for them. And there's a good chance that almost all of them have raised him at some point in their lives. So he could call on them for help, being like, <laughs> I'm in a bit of trouble. And then they're gonna come in. Ishmael's gotten kidnapped again. And uh
1: Third time this week. Right. And, and,
0: and Ishmo's flaw is absolutely spending faster than they earn money. And they never hold on to anything. They're always in a little bit of debt with everyone because they just see like, what do you mean? I was talking uh, last night with Joe. Uh, I was like, what do you mean? This can't be bad. It can't be criminal as I take your purse and huck it into the crowd. Look at all these people I've just made happy. Those are all now good dogs because of what we've done. And so there's this debate between the shepherd and the ratter of what it means to be a good dog, because I'm sure the shepherd has some calling that maybe being a complete hedonist is not actually the path to being a good dog, <laughs> just, ap- just seeking pleasure at, the ex- at literally the expense of all else.
1: But on the other hand, alleviating suffering. Yeah. yeah. Now that's.
0: Eastwood's already (laughs) winning you over. And if I can get you on my side, that's only going to help everyone in the backyard. Because then I'm Mm -hmm. also, I have like legitimate standing with the church. Right. (laughs) And I could get, I'm going to be a saint one day. I'm going to be canonized for the miracles I've performed. And as a mutt, uh, you get to pick your trick from any of the breeds. That you want. And I picked mine off of, uh, I believe the, the, it was just the first one on the list because it was puppy dog eyes off of the artisan, uh, the companions. That's why I picked off of the companion uh, 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 group. And it, so puppy dog eyes, I can use that trick to basically win over <laughs> anyone. So they just stop being mad at me. Can't get mad <laughs> at each because they go, oh. Their eyes get real big and they get a little glossy and very Disney moment. And like, you can't raise a hand to Ishmo. Ishmo's just a dumb Robin Hood <laughs> wannabe, right? <laughs> and uh, Friends in Low Places is the other trick, and Second Wind, because I have a strength of eight. So I have no, Oof. I am <laughs> running all, but I've got a dexterity of 15. So as long as I'm using weapons, that have the finesse quality. I can roll with my dexterity stat instead of my strength stat, but it also means if I'm actually in, a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a weird looking dog. I'm a dog <laughs> that looks like he's got the hair or fur of, of like an Irish setter of like a big bulky dog, but I'm real skinny and lanky. My arms and legs are a little too long for the body I've got. Uh, It's, it's a, it's a mishmash of, of things right you know when you see like that dog that you got from a shelter and you take them for a walk and everyone's like wow what dog is that it's like no one knows no one it's knows. got like five <laughs> bits know. of everything so all the proportions are a little wrong but it just means that when ishmo is in like the big getup of his hero gear like big flowery flowing cloaks and long thin rapier blades this is all very poseable (laughs) (laughs) and it's all about having the grand entrance forming that silhouette so you stay in the people's minds because it's as much about propaganda as it is about actually defeating the the evil (laughs) if if you defeat the evil and no like i have it written that there's a very good chance he's saving up right now to hire a bard simply to follow around to write down his Mm -hmm. exploits He's just going to commission. It's like the complete opposite of what it's. It's. It's not like Geralt and and Yaskir, uh, uh, but as if Yaskier has hired another bard to write Yaskir's stories, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I won my tools in a game of dice, uh, even though everyone else was cheating. And uh, so I have this unnaturally good sense of luck. But like all my skills are like bluff, sneak, perform, persuade. So, that gives you like a nice idea of like, these are my priorities here. <laughs> and yeah, uh,
1: minor, minor, no arcana, no, no history, no religion. Mm-hmm. Sensing a theme here, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and heal.
0: I have like, I wrote down my background a swindler, charismatic cad with a trail of broken hearts, always yapping their mind. The revolution meets the performer with a colorful flair and dramatic entrances. So, that's. That's Amazing. it. Yo, I, I there's a good part that Ishmo is probably also just graffitiing their own face onto the walls of places <laughs> they've gone, yes. leaving calling cards. They want to be a Zorro. A, a, they he want absolutely to absolutely
2: be the kind yeah. to paint his own face on the side of a building. But then, like a couple of days later, go, Oh,
0: oh who that, did is that, that me? That, oh, the, that's look at this, Look at that what? uncanny resemblance. Wow. They really captured my revolutionary yeah.
2: fire. <sighs> who would have done that?
0: So I have a good idea that between um what were your names now Ishmo's already forgotten we've got Sister Salsa and Maxwell so Salsa and Max at some point would have business that would take them into the backyard and you would each have an interaction with the local hero Ishmo that no one's heard of like it's also a little bit like Star Lord and you go who no no one's actually heard of Ishmo because Ishmo is probably like 16 years old at the time that this is all beginning like it's all very like my time is now here i am coming in like like alexander hamilton right and so it's i feel like between salsa and max ishmo might be the mortar that brought everything together through mm-hmm. shenanigans that no one wanted to be involved in <laughs> and now we're all you know we end up at a bar somewhere and being like we should team up and both of you going, no, that's oh. a bad no, we should team up. And I just spend the first like four sessions of our game just convincing the two of you <laughs> to team up with Ishmo. Cause no, we could we could do something. We could make you are all about was, being a good dog and I'm all about being a happy dog. That's
1: like the same thing. I was just in here ministering. I don't I didn't expect to wait, what's going on?
0: <laughs> You've got connections. You could you could make us a part of that uh part of that, that group of adventurers that go out and find relics and we could bring that back because in order to become a noble family in Pugmire you need to have an ancient relic and every noble family has a relic and if they lose that relic they're no longer a noble family. Maybe Ishmo's ultimate goal is to bring a relic for the backyard and mm-hmm. like and so the backyard the people of the backyard would be able to have a relic and rally and create a family of mutts that would be a noble family on their own right Mm. and like upend the system because what would they because that's the whole rule you have a relic you become a noble family but what if like the red light district got a relic and wanted to become a noble family Mm -hmm. what would the noble families do to stop that from happening it would be a a, a civil war could break out (laughs) That's what Ishmo wants. That's how you have change. So we got to go out into the world now. I can't do it. I'm scrawny. I need I need Max <laughs> and I need Salsa and you, Max is going to be my shield and Salsa is going to be my brain. And we're <laughs> going to head out there and we're going to find us a relic to save the people of the backyard.
1: The holy tennis ball.
0: It's going to be a holy tennis ball. When we played <laughs> on on, on Terrible Warriors years ago, their their relic was a recipe for sausages that they ended up finding. I love it. And then Total it was relic. brought back to, I believe it was brought back to Pugmire and now it's like served as the sacrament at their church. <laughs> 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 so so there's our, there's our th- the three good dogs and I think we've got a good origin story here. I, uh, yeah. I, I like where they all come from. I like that it's all about fighting for the underdog. Uh, uh, oh, boy. And, uh, and and this is this is a game chock full of puns. But going through the process, we talked a little bit. We glanced a little bit over that with the page flipping bit. But actually making your characters, um, how did you enjoy it? Is this something where a session zero should be done as a group, or did you feel you felt pretty confident independently and then bringing it together? Like uh, uh, we've all got different experiences. I know, Kieran, you've got it's mostly d and D background, but like, what was this like diving into a different game? And making these characters, because I was very hands off with both of you, and was like, "Bring it to the recording session." Uh, how how did that go for you? Just Karen? like my
2: father. <laughs> um, what
0: can I say? Ishmo
2: <laughs> doesn't really
1: know what yeah. it's like to be a father
0: figure. It's all like, "Go get him, tiger! and then he just leaves.
2: No, it, it was it was it was really, it was really easy. It, 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 like as I, as I mentioned before, the book is really is really well well laid out, um, and so I. Like, there's been some other games where I've played where basically you have to, like, read the rules, understand them, and then make your character, whereas I feel like this is very much presented in a way where it's like, hey, just start reading from here, and as you go, by the time you get to the end, you'll have a character and you'll know how to, and you'll know how to play the game. Um and then as i said before as well the like the example characters are very excellent and i think like give like a good taste of the game as well if you're not really interested in they
0: really helped me with the ideals bonds and flaw bit cuz you could just yes. look at oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is what we're going for this is the intention that the game creator has yeah yeah
2: and i re- also really enjoyed as well um that at the very beginning of the of the book I mean, on like page 10 or something no, page 11 there's a thing where it's like, what is Pugmire about? And it kind of establishes early on, like this is the like theme and mood of like the world and the and and the game. Um, and so I think I was perfectly happy creating my character, just like by like by myself and i think you could totally do that but i think for like the bonds and the the flaws and the ideals and stuff like maybe having your group together to kind of like discuss those so that you can have sort of like a, a cohesive like i would hold you know, off party on the personality
0: traits until after you present like do the nitty-bitties with your character mm. and then when you get together and you're writing your background and your traits wait to meet the other dogs that are going to be in your party because maybe i want the people of the backyard to be my bond but maybe it's actually going to be max maybe you're the one yeah. who keeps saving me whenever i get into trouble and so my bond <laughs> is to max who's always my savior All right and that's
2: yeah that might be my bond yeah because because I, I i feel like uh, I, I i feel i feel like this game really makes like it like an effort from the from from it makes an effort from like the get-go to be like you guys are all on the same team you are all good boys and you are working together and so i feel like that kind of that that normal d that D D&D approach of of like you know you're all just like a, a band of, of of disparate mercenaries together it doesn't it doesn't really yeah, work for that's this. that's
0: the that's the buy-in is we are part of a, an adventuring team and if you want to leave the adventuring team you're going to make a new character because you're going to leave the game and The code of man is both cute but also important. These are the tenets that every dog that lives in Pugmire has agreed to follow. And if you don't want to follow that anymore, you might become a bad dog. And when you become a bad dog, you might become a non-player character. And so the point here is these are important to your character. And if they're not important to you, make a different character (laughs) and and make it work. The monarchies of Mao twist it around a bit. They're a little bit more like the monarchies of Mao don't have a single kingdom. They're more like a collection of city-states, a lot of small kings like the way ancient Ireland operated. So you got all these little castles everywhere and every king is the king (laughs) in Mao. And so the way the cats interact is different, but even then there's there's a buy-in. Your team is important to you. and And if it's not, make a character whose team is important to them. Because <laughs> this is not going to be a game, like there can be internal struggle. That's always fun. This isn't going to be a game about um, splitting the party up and having a civil war between each other. That's just not what it's the intention not the, is. Not what the about. Yeah, There's too much out there in the world that's going to destroy Pugmire that the dogs really need to get along. and This happened in the history of the world the hounds left and tried to create a new state. And they, it was a rise and fall of them. And they're kind of like the Sparta to Pugmire's Athens, <laughs> except they they <laughs> fell to the monsters. And the mutts have gone off and created their own like free dog state. But they're still very reliant on the supplies and trade that they have with Pugmire. So it, are they free or are they just... Um, Uh, in an off dog leash park. (laughs) 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 The Chainedy
1: Bellwoods dog ball. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Along those lines, uh, there was one class that I deliberately didn't pick when I was doing my character creation because I wasn't sure how to kind of play that class, but also have that buy-in that you were talking about. Which which Um, class was that? Yeah, it was the strays. I just wasn't seeing how to make a stray who was kind of buying into the... the, uh, Good dog, Civilization. Yeah, they're thing. they're
0: the nomadic wanderers and the stalwart mm-hmm. survivors. Um and actually the the uh I believe the pre-made character, uh Pan, no, Pan's a hunter. They actually don't have a pre-made stray, do they? Yeah, no. yeah, they definitely so so. went away. The stray very much plays of like the solo player, doesn't it? And it does I, read like everything's it's the anti-hero of this group.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I could either see kind of an entire game of strays if every if that was the what everyone wanted to do. Um, But I think it would be really hard to have as both a player character or as both a player and as um, a game master to have one stray like in. in You
0: could do a suicide squad of strays. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> They're all criminals in Pugmire's prison and Juniper comes walking down with their ledger uh-huh. and goes, you're all going to get your freedom if you do this one job for the king. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just reading through cause it got like a farmer seeking revenge, a soldier yeah. who lost their unit, a dog raised in the wild. I, I mean, it would be a conversation to have with your GM and mm-hmm. it's, it's on the player to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you do just keep butting against the group, have a conversation about that and consider that this character concept isn't going to work. Uh, But they have uh, avoiding the rigid laws of society. Even the most uneducated stray often instinctively embodies the tenet of stay loyal to those that are true. So that's the one of like being a good dog isn't important to a stray. Obeying the master is certainly not important to a stray. But being loyal to your to the people that are true to you, mm. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you need to appeal to that. And so maybe that would be what salsa would have to do. Maybe our job is to go out into the wilderness and bring back a stray. And we would need to... Uh, invite them into our party and, and figure out, you know, the fact that you've just admitted to me that the stray was the one class you didn't like, as a GM would be like, well then there's our there's our opening guest. Because <laughs> we're gonna learn how yep. a stray can work in a party. Mm-hmm, and we're gonna mm-hmm. challenge that and 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 make it work. Because right. that's now the job that Juniper has given you. <laughs> and she's given it to you specifically because she knows that Sister Salsa has some prejudiced opinions against strays.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Speaking out in the background, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then this, so this, this, this setting that Eddie Webb has made is, is I, I love. And I've, I've mentioned the Monarchies of Mao. I mentioned the Pirates of Pugmire. There's also like a card stacking game or a deck building game that they've made for children, aimed at children, called Fetch Quest. And so it's all these puns and stories, and they all keep building on the lore. And then as you can tell even the three of us, you you want to get involved in this universe and you start creating your own fiction of how does this work? Like for me, I really want to find a way to make ferrets work in the world of Pugmire because there are badgers, but there aren't ferrets, not really, in, in, in this world yet. And, uh, and that's when I came across right as we were preparing and researching for this episode, the Canis Minor Project, which is a publishing arm that Eddie Webb launched that allows players of Pugmire to write their own modules and publish them and submit them to Candice Miner and get a link to a PayPal account and get royalties based on the sales of that book and they're all listed on our drive-through RPG and you can just and they're all fan-created content that all follow like the, there are assets that you have to download and install and use like these logos and and these images that are provided so that it all fits into their world but then the actual content that you write is yours and and you get paid for it um if you want to set up price you can also do pay what you want or available for free and there's a lot of of free modules available as well and so I was like oh my goodness I don't have to just make a homebrew ferret module if I wanted to I could write about them and and put it through this if i wanted to and so i i've been i've been working this out a lot we're a little over time so i don't want to get into it today but i keep thinking like how would ferrets work and i think it was joe you told me that a ferretory is a, a a thing that carries relics
1: Yep, because I'm typoed into Google and that's what popped up. Yeah, and so a ferretory,
0: so I was like, okay, so what if these ferrets, because ferrets were uh, bred to like hunt small animals and to pull them backwards out of tunnels and stash them for the hunters to bring them back. And so today, like domestic. Pets, ferrets, uh, still stash things a lot. They stash them under specific places under the couch and, and, uh, and, and they sleep all day and they sleep all night and they're only active during sunrise and sunset. So what if these ferrets have embedded themselves into the bandit groups that the badgers are a part of, and, but they're actually monks of a secret monastery Deep out in the wilderness, who they also worship man the same way dogs and cats kind of do, but they have a very different idea of like their job is to actually take all of man's relics and keep them in a vault safe until they come back. So they have this 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 (laughs) ferretory, this giant (laughs) bank and this underground labyrinth of which they're also very idiotic creatures. So they have no organizational structure of where anything went. And the ferrets themselves keep moving things around inside the labyrinth from each other. Cause they all have a better idea of where this thing should be stashed. And so you, they, it gets lost underground. And so they're, they just take everything in like brainiac into the center point and just cataloging, cataloging, stashing, stashing. So they're the ferrets of the mustache. And they are uh, a group of zealot warrior monks that operate out of a secret monastery out in the wilderness who steal from both the cats and dogs of, of the relics of mankind because it is their calling to stash until man comes back for their things. <laughs> and and they, see, they see the dogs and the cats as thieves. You are stealing holy items that are not yours to have and they're not ours either but we'll protect it because we've got a big hole to put them in (laughs) (laughs) so it's a bit like untitled goose game it's a bit like (laughs) a bit of that so uh, i had this idea of doing this like ferret stash you could play as the ferrets or you could play as the pugmire or Mao cat or dogs um who who have their things stolen from them and have to go to this monastery and navigate through the maze to get their things back. And so, yeah. And
1: I mean, I think <laughs> even a dog like Salsa or or uh Juniper would be too big.
0: Maybe. You had to go through those tunnels?
1: Yeah, so maybe kind you of need imagined... like a tiny little terrier to kind Remember kinda... <laughs> like
0: the monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I don't I don't like bringing up Harry Potter imagery, but <laughs> at the same time I keep thinking of like the Gringotts vault in the movies the giant like vaulted banks and mine carts that's what i imagine when i think of like Mm -hmm. the ferrets a labyrinth underground like it's this it's this huge cave system that they've mined out maybe it was an ancient human mine and they've uh uh so there might even be some like mechanisms happening as well that are a little out of their control and maybe one of the ancient relics they've stolen has combined with another one and they actually might have activated Brainiac. Um, now everyone's got to get in and stop this thing from destroying the known world. I don't know. It sounds old sounds like fun. It sounds a little bit like uh Warehouse 13 or or the you know TV shows like that where you have like a monster of the week you could easily do Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. in that you could do like Agents of Shield, but dumb ferrets. Because the other thing with (laughs) a ferret is they can't jump anything. So they must always fail a jump roll. (laughs) <laughs> but they must always think that they can succeed the jump roll every time <laughs> they all think that they only get natural 20s and they always only get natural ones and that's 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 the mindset of a ferret that can jump you want to have a good time just look up on youtube ferrets attempting to jump things and they're fine like they fall like drunk idiots so they roll and flop around they don't get hurt but they all like want to jump from like the couch to the coffee table and it's maybe half a foot of a jump and they can't make it. They just fall down between the middle.
1: Even though they themselves are like longer than half a foot. Even though they're
0: longer than that and are <laughs> descended from polecats who would jump trees. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so that that's my, that's where I keep thinking about Pugmire and the universe of Pugmire. But what are your, what are your thoughts We you go away? So we made our characters. and I like to ask at the very end to each of you, is this a character you would want to keep playing? A character that you would see yourself thinking about afterwards today? Is this a system that we've gone through this process? You have had a look at the book. How do you feel about it? We, we're not going to play the game. Does that make you feel sad? Kieran?
2: Yeah, I think so. I, 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 would, I would 100% want to play this game. Am I going to think about the character afterwards? No, probably not. But that's just because I'm forgetful, not because I don't like it. Um, uh, but I would definitely want to play like uh, a a story in this game if not like a, a campaign because I think the sitting is really cool um and yeah I, I really enjoyed like the the creation like process and the and the system seems very fun
0: what about you Joe is this a character like you you have you actually have a dog in I your do. house running around so th- I felt like there was also like there's gonna be a more of a personal connection to this game than than <laughs> me, a mere ferret owner. Uh, <laughs> well, how do how do you feel about Sister Salsa? Would you want to keep playing her? What do we, was this a system that you think you might even enjoy? Because it is also very much like a and D clone to a degree. So that also comes in with like it's not gonna be like the Spire or Underhill by Water or Power by Apocalypse games. It's going to be rolling D twenties you've got your stats, It's it, it plays more traditional.
1: Mm. I mean, I think there's um, there's definitely a place for both kinds of games and I definitely enjoy both kinds of games. And I particularly am, am enjoying the theme of this particular game for mm-hmm. all of the reasons that you mentioned. Um, and the other thing is, I think, especially after talking with you about your character and Kieran about his character, um, I want to see this group dynamic like i want mm-hmm. to see how we all kind of navigate this world together cuz i think that would be really fun one of the things i did not expect as a dog owner uh, before i got into doing so was dog park politics having to navigate the fact that dogs some dogs just don't like each other
0: yeah yeah they're just going to <laughs> and, and 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 in this world now it comes off as is like Like racial prejudice, almost with with different (laughs) families. Like never trust a corgi, and it's like, (laughs) but the corgis are like a a noble family Uh of merchants and traders, and you know, like, so it comes off as as a lot more problematic than just, oh, this dog just doesn't like certain dogs in the dog park. That's not an excuse in Pugmire anymore. Like, no, we have to be, we have to be better than that. (laughs) We're (gasps) uplifted now.
1: (laughs) Although sometimes it is just, no, you got in my face, and I don't like that.
0: Goodbye <laughs> yeah yeah um, I just I want my personal space i yeah I, I need to i and 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 you know maybe the the bustling urban pugmire setting is like one of the reasons why you become an adventurer is just to get out of mm-hmm. all of these other dogs always <laughs> around you, just to be out <laughs> in the open field, running
1: on all fours. how can it get any better than that, yeah. But no, I I um I did actually I've played a lot of 5th edition and I really like it and so um of D&D and so I liked that the system felt familiar mm-hmm. um but also had it also didn't feel exactly like a D&D clone either.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not just like it's a 5th edition game. It is exactly. its own system. Exactly. And it's and it's definitely picking and choosing the bits that the creator enjoys from mm-hmm. a couple of systems, mm-hmm. and it does seem easy, right? Which it really, right. you know, this is a game that is luring in dog lovers, not necessarily gamers. So and it needs to be accessible, su-
1: and I was successfully lured in for sure. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, no, I would enjoy playing this character, um, and but I think, moreover, I would enjoy playing with this particular group of characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting uh, making all these three characters independently from each other, and that when if we're making like, oh yeah, the the lovable strong himbo, mm-hmm. the um, earnest seeker of knowledge, but maybe a little bit naive of the ground level ways of the way the world works, mm-hmm. and then this like wanna be revolutionary but really <laughs> just like orphan, tiny Tim with a sword uh <laughs> running around um yeah it, it's it's definitely got a lot for like group dynamics and potential conflict which i always enjoy like we not all have the same ideals about the world we mm-hmm. are going to have mm-hmm. a differing of opinion but but also we're all going to get together and we're all going to work together because ishmo is telling you that we, we are we're part of a team now
1: and also, we're all good dogs. I
2: say like, we're all good dogs. <laughs> yeah, we're all good dogs.
0: And you're going to help me. Dogs, In fact, Frank. I've already signed you up. I already put your names down. I forged your signatures. I learned it all last night, put it all on the paperwork. So uh, meet me at the dock. We're sailing tomorrow. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> so that's, that's our session zero of Pugmire. I think we will, um, look back. We've, because the game was played on the podcast but i never got to play it so i think one day we might we might come back to examine the world of pugmire but if you haven't had a chance or you didn't know what this was before i mentioned it here on session zero go back and listen to that old game uh they killed my old cat on it uh they were the cat was the evil necromancer of that that (laughs) session and uh but it was it was a good fun time and the (laughs) yeah <laughs> uh, uh, the actual world it's still being developed it, it like the 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 three books are are out and there's so many other modules and availabilities and 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 stuff in the community and it it is one of those places where you know when you tell you can make your own dog in this game people are going to start making content in that game and it's really Nice to see them find a legitimate way to make it, so that you weren't just ripping off someone else's intellectual property, but actually invited to participate in helping to grow them and really make it a community effort. And it's perfect that we've got dog barking in the background. So that's it. That's 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 all I have for you today. Uh, thank you for joining me. Um, Joe, I know you're just here hanging out on the podcast and so I want to thank you for your time, but I know Kieran, you've got so many other things you're doing. So with, here's a moment where you can plug whatever it is you want to plug into our hearts. Uh,
2: okay. Uh, so you can <laughs> go and listen to uh, my Dungeons and Dragons podcast for Crits and Giggles, which is uh, edited by uh, Justin. Um, it. Your your show is
0: the reason why our Spire campaign sounded the way it was. It taught me so much about how to layer sounds. So, yeah,
2: Yeah, Um, it is. I like to generously say it's on hiatus at the moment. Um, We are hoping to record like very soon and actually start releasing episodes again. Um, But um, working through three time zones is very difficult. Have you considered
0: Um, asymmetrical play? So,
2: <laughs> so recent development, actually, uh, we played, a, we played a one shot yesterday for the first time in months. And, um, and, and Sam said to us, what's the weather like where you guys are? And we're both like, oh, it's like pretty overcast. It's like 18 degrees today. Uh, and he goes, yeah, same here. And I was like, and, uh, and, and he goes, yeah, same, same here. Um, cause, uh, <laughs> I'm in New Zealand now. And I was like, yeah, oh! that's, that's, that's funny. I wouldn't be surprised. He's like, no, no, I am. I'm on, I'm on day five of my quarantine before, before I can come out and, uh, and mingle with the rest of the public. Not really relevant to anything, but he's, he's yeah, he's, he's, he's back in New Zealand now. He's, he's left Qatar and, and he, he, he doesn't, doesn't live there. doesn't work there anymore, which I'm very excited about because I have not seen him in like two years. That's awesome. Getting
0: the band back together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You can also go and check out my comic book review podcast, uh, which is part of the Geekly Inc. network of podcasts that is Inks and Issues, which is uh, at Inks and Issues on Twitter. Uh, and I do that with my friend Jonah, which funnily enough, Justin also edits that podcast. I just glom <laughs> on like a Katamari. I, yeah, that, that's, that's really all that I'm doing at the moment that is, that is like consumable. i
0: was just, I was just immediately yeah. looking up on my shelf of which comic do I have that you haven't done yet?
2: <laughs> we <can> read together. <laughs> uh yeah go, go listen to this please
0: and of course here on terrible warriors you can follow us on twitter at dice warriors you can follow our patreon at patreon.com slash terrible warriors where you can participate in a private game do you want to play pugmire let me know i'll run a Pugmire game sure on our patreon group it's a terribly important group the tip club and the uh uh, we're, we're hoping to get our actual play act together this summer and start recording games again and I'm trying to get that together so any support you can throw away is really going to help make that a reality as well as we've got a discord channel where we hang out uh, pretty much every day uh, we don't talk a lot about tabletop games which is really ironic we talk a lot more about games and movies and stuff and hey come hang <laughs> out with us it'll be a lot of fun time and uh, as for me I'm uh, on Twitter as Mr. Ecock but uh, follow Dice Warriors because I'm i'd never tweet anything on either account so one day i'll learn how social media operates until next time we'll be back i'm thinking it might be another session zero uh our friend sean Horbachuk and i are looking through the coriolis game from free league so we want to we want to do that soon. And uh, maybe we'll be another Meet the Makers or uh, Behind the Screens. I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll roll the dice. Uh, I need a, I need a D3. I've only got three options. D3. I don't think that's geometrically possible. We'll find out next time. Until then, thank you for joining us. Thank you for playing these games. Thank you for making your games accessible. And f- until that time, when we're all back together rolling dice and breathing the same air. Be good to each other. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.